a servant. History. Be without fear in the face of your enemies. History. Speak the truth. History makers. Safeguard the helpless. That is your own. You can do it. Yeah. I'm gonna Hi, welcome to History Makers. I'm your host, Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with one of the fathers of Christian music, Randy Stonehill. Now, I first heard Randy when I was eight years old at a festival in England called Greenbelt. He was supporting uh, Cliff Richard and he did a song called Shut De Door, Keep Out The Devil. And it was just amazing. And that was the first time I ever heard Christian music. Welcome, Randy. Uh, Thank you, Matt. My pleasure. Now, Randy, there's a whole bunch of questions running through my head right now, but we should start from the very beginning. Tell me a little bit about how you started out in music. Well, uh, I just have always been in love with it. Um, started listening to the records that my mom and dad, you know, were playing um, back in the in the fifties. Uh, Harry Belafonte, you know, singing "Deo Deo." I think that's probably the roots of "Shut De Do." That that song. Truth be told, they they liked folk music, so I was listening to you know the Weavers and Burl Ives and people like that. Um, I started begging my father for a guitar, uh, probably around the age of six, and I wore him down. He finally gave in when I was ten, and bought me uh, this uh, little Spanish Goya nylon string guitar. And um, then I started uh, writing bad love songs after Dee Dee Clark, the prettiest girl in seventh grade, broke my heart. I thank her for that now, Matt, because it was a galvanizing experience. And, and uh, so the really bad love songs got better and better. And I joined one of the popular local bands. And then I, I really began to realize that this is just what I, what I wanted to do with, with my life. And so I determined that um, at the end of high school which for me just could not come soon enough, uh, that I would go to where the music business was. And I, I, uh, I left for Los Angeles, uh, I think a week after uh, graduating from high school. I just turned 18 uh, a few months earlier, and I was ready to see the world. Christian music, as we know it, really started around the 60s with guys like yourself, Chuck Gerard, Larry Norman, Love Song. What was your first ever Christian music experience? It was probably um, hearing Larry Norman. Uh, Larry was in a very popular band uh, from my hometown, from San Jose. And um, I actually met his sister uh, at a folk concert. And so um, there would be auditions from all the high school talent in the area. And then if you made the cut, you were one of the ten artists that played that night. So I... uh, I met Larry's sister. She sang this really interesting song. Uh, she was also very pretty, so I thought I would go see, make my presence felt. And um, she told me that you know her brother was the lead singer of this band called People. And I said, oh, I know them. They're wonderful. I've seen them at the San Jose Civic Auditorium, which was the big venue. Uh, and they would open up for the international touring acts like The Birds, uh, Dave Clark Five, all the big bands from the 60s. And she said, um, well, you know, you're, you're very talented. I bet my brother would like to meet you. So he came home to visit his folks, and he was doing a little solo thing at a coffee house. Um, and... 
I had to go see what you know what he did on you know on his own. Very interesting, uh, uh, you know, songs. It was a very very interesting performance. But there was this Jesus in the middle of his lyrics, and I ha- I had no idea why that was or what it meant. But the songs were so compelling that I thought, well, I, it's good music. I don't understand it. I don't necessarily agree with it, but it's good music. I think that's actually a call for Christians to. You know, show their heart for God, show their passion, and be the best Christians and the best artists they can be. So that whether people agree with you philosophically or spiritually or not, they come away respecting what you do and that they, and knowing that it was authentic. And with him, it was authentic. So his sister introduced me to him after the show, and he told me later on. He said, "You know what?" He, he said, um, "The minute I met you, the Lord tapped my shoulder, so to speak, and said, you're going to work with this kid.'" And Larry started praying for me. So, ladies and gentlemen, those of you who maybe don't understand what that's about, it, it really is its just communicating your, your heart to, to God and asking for His will and His way. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, uh, it, it counts. Prayer, prayer is the work, and, it, and, and God hears. Because Larry started praying for me. I was 16, and he, he kept praying for me for two years until I left school and went to... uh, He actually invited me to come live with him in Los Angeles. So that's how I got to L.A. to seek my fame and fortune. You're talking a bit about Jesus in the middle of the music. You're talking about people praying. There might be people listening to this that are thinking, hey, that's a bit out there for me. I've never really tried that stuff. There might be people here that are interested in becoming Christians. Tell me, what would you say to them, Randy? Boy, I'd say um, if you... uh if you approach God, if you approach that issue with uh, open eyes and an open heart, um, He will make Himself known to you. And I'll, I can testify, uh, because I'll tell you, the, the rest of that story was, when I got to Larry's house, um, he had been telling the Lord, now look, you know, he's got to become a Christian. I mean, he's a young hippie boy. I can't have him getting high in my backyard and bringing home girls from the boulevard that he thinks he's in love with again this week, you know. that kind of, And and so he, as he prayed that, that God would speak to me, the time got closer and closer. And, you know, he would say, now, Lord, he, kind of, he told me this later, of course. He said, I'd look up to heaven and say, okay, he's coming in two weeks. You got to get him. You got to show me what to do. Okay, he's coming in three days. Okay, he's coming this afternoon. You you got to you got to step in here, and so I got to Larry's house, and and he told me he just felt the Lord was saying, "Look, just just open your mouth and start talking to him. I will do the rest." And Larry was thinking, "Oh man, I don't want to scare this guy away. He doesn't know, he doesn't believe in God. He doesn't know what Christianity is about." And I'm you know, and the Lord said, "Just." Just trust me here, you know. So Larry started out with a simple, he just said, he thought to himself, okay, I don't know what to say, so I'll start at the beginning. And he said, Randy, how are you doing? And God honored that. And that simple social nicety pierced me to the heart. So I turned around from the sink and I looked at him and I said, I don't know, man. I mean, how's anyone doing? You know, we're all just faking it. We're all just free falling through space. And so, like I said, I just turned to him and I said, "Uh, you know, come on, I don't know. How's anyone really doing? And his eyes sort of got wide because he could see that something was stirring in my heart. And he said, no, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a reason to be. There's, There's a God who knows your name. There's a way home. And you know what? I know that 
I think you're here for more than just learning about the music business. I think you're here because God is calling to you. And he said, do you want to pray with me? And I laughed in his face. I said, no, I don't even know what that is. I don't want to pray with you. What, are you, what, what language are you talking? But the presence of God was filling the room, and my heart started pounding really hard, and I'm thinking, what is going on here? Is this, am I just being emotional because I'm away from home for the first time? No, it's, that's not what it is. Who is in the room? What's happening here? So Larry, with, I had my back turned to him because I'm doing the dishes. He, he said he looked up at, the, at, at heaven. He said, Lord, he said no. What do I do? And he felt the Lord say, ask him again. You know, it's his birthday. And, and Larry is saying, no, no, Lord, his birthday's in March. And it's like the Lord is saying, no, no, not his biological birthday. It's his spiritual birthday. Today is the day, just like the Bible says, now's the time. Today's the day of salvation. Ask him again. So Larry thought, oh, man, this is not going well. This guy is going to freak out. He's going to get in his car. I'm never going to see him again. But anyway, but he, he was obedient. So he, he said, so you don't want to pray with me, huh, Randy? You know, man, that's a shame. Because I'm telling you, God has everything for you. Primarily, the treasure of himself. I mean, our hearts were created to love the Creator. Until you surrender to that foundational truth, you're never really fully alive. That's why you think we're all just faking it and free-falling through space. But I'm telling you, Randy, God knows your name. He's real. Don't take it from me. You can go talk to him about it right now. Do you want to pray with me?